You are listening to the weekly podcast of Mount Vernon Baptist Church Westwood in Memphis, Tennessee. We pray you enjoy today's message. I'm going to go right into our word today. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 14. Gospel of Matthew, chapter 14. It is our custom to express a warm welcome to all of our guests. Uh, just since the Lord leading us to go straight into our message, all of our guests, all of you who are visiting with us today, we extend a welcome and we thank God that you have chosen to be with us on this morning. Amen. And those who are listening uh, on our website and different broadcasts, God bless you. And we thank God that you have chosen to be with us here at Mount Vernon. And we will have another recognition of you at the end of service here today. Amen. If you go to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 14 and let's look at verse 22. Matthew chapter 14 and verse 22. Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds and after he had dismissed the crowds he went up on the mountain by himself to pray when evening came he was there alone but the boat by this time was a long way from the land the boat was beaten by the waves for the wind was against them and in the fourth watch of the night, which is the darkest time, he came to them walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it's a ghost. They cried out in fear, but immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, Take heart or have courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. Peter said to him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, come on. So Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water, and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. And he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand, took hold of him, said to him, Oh, ye of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worship him saying truly you are the son of God if you look at your neighbor and say neighbor I'm a walking miracle amen hallelujah For the next few moments I want to speak to us about having courageous faith in God Amen, somebody. 
How many of you know we serve a God of miracles? Oh yes, we serve a God of miracles. God is a God of miracles. Why? Because God is not dead. God is very much alive. And God is a God of miracles. A miracle is a mighty work of God. And the Bible portrays God as a God of miracles. A God who has revealed his power to us. God works miracles to reveal his glory. God works miracles to confirm his message. And God works miracles to convey his purpose. And I wonder if we have allowed the troubles of this world to cause us to forget that God is a God of miracles, that we serve a miracle-working God. Listen to what the Bible teaches us in Psalm 77 and verse 14. And if you have your Bibles, you might want to turn there. Look at Psalm 77, the book of Psalm uh, Psalm 77 verse 14 says you are the God who performs miracles you display your power among the peoples and then if you go over to the book of Jeremiah chapter 32 verse 27 text says I am the Lord the God of all mankind then he asked the question that I'd like for us to consider this morning is anything too hard for God and on today, church, as our theme for this year is the year of courageous growth, I want you to know that we must have courageous faith in God. Whatever it is we believe in God for, then church, the Lord is calling us to have courageous faith in his power. Why? Because God still does miracles. Believe it or not, there are miracles all around us. But many times we miss the miraculous because we're looking for something spectacular. But I want you to know that we got to stop looking for something spectacular and realize that God is working miracles right in our midst. There are miracles that we overlook every day. Th think about the miracle of the new birth or just think about the miracle of natural birth. That's a miracle. Being born again is a miracle from God. The fact that you're not only born naturally, but you can be born again. That we're born into this world naturally. We're looking out at these beautiful babies. We're dedicating the child today. And it's a miracle. When we see the, the birth of a child, it's a miracle. But then thank God here today that the Lord says you can be born naturally, but then you can be born again spiritually. The miracle of the new birth is truly a miracle, supernatural miracle from God. And then you think about the human body itself. The function of the body is a miracle. Our hearts beat, our lungs expand, our eyes blink and can focus and see. Our skin regenerates, our blood pumps throughout our body. We inhale oxygen, exhale carbon monoxide. Just think about all that your body is doing right now just to keep you alive. That means that you are a miracle. Amen. Help me say, I'm a miracle. You are a miracle. The countless times that the enemy has tried to take you out, but you are still here, you ought to give God praise because you are a miracle sitting right here in this room right now. Amen. 
Consider all of the challenges and difficulties that you have to endure every day. Consider all of the burdens that you have carried just to be here this morning. And you still have faith. You still acknowledge God. You still have a praise on the inside of you. Don't you realize that's a miracle? If you have the spiritual intelligence to tell the Lord thank you, regardless of what you're going through, that's a spiritual miracle right now. And I wonder if there's anybody here that's not too cold to clap this morning, but if you realize that regardless of it all, the fact that I'm here right now, that means that God is a miracle-working God. Let the church say amen. And in case you really have never seen a miracle, why don't you just look around right now? Just look around. Just find somebody. I'm not going to ask you to touch your neighbor yet. I'm not going to ask you to touch your neighbor yet. But if you can just look at somebody, don't you realize that you just look a miracle in their eyes this morning? There are miracles all around us. And in case you've never touched a miracle, here it comes, church, this morning. If you've never touched a neighbor and touched a miracle, I dare you to just fist bump your neighbor right now. You just fist bump a miracle. Give him praise in the house of God. Give God glory. Some may say, Pastor, we are people, not miracles. But I want you to know that we people are miracles because if you knew the real unedited version of that person's story that you just bumped fists with, you will realize that they are a walking miracle. If they could just testify. Matter of fact, if you could just live 23 minutes in their shoes, you would understand that I just touched a miracle. There are miracles all around us. Hallelujah. We serve a miracle-working God. We made it right now because of God's miracles. We are here right now because of the miracle-working power of God. Tell the Lord, thank you, church. And here it is in the text. After Jesus fed 5,000, he instructs his disciples to get into the boat and go to the other side. He says, now I want you to go over to the other side. They had to cross over the Sea of Galilee. Then while they were crossing the Sea of Galilee, he dismissed the crowd, had benediction. And after sending the crowd away, the scripture says that the Lord goes up on the mountainside by himself to pray. Then the Bible tells us that one evening by evening, the boat with the disciples was far from land and was being battered by the waves because of the wind. And then meanwhile, the scripture says that Jesus was there by himself praying. And in the early hours of the morning, Scripture says that Jesus goes out to the disciples walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they did what all of us would do if you saw somebody walking in the middle of the night on the water. The Scripture says that they were terrified. They thought it was a ghost. They cried out in fear. And then immediately, Jesus speaks to them saying, take courage. Help me say, take courage. He says, "His eye, don't be afraid. And then Peter made a bold request. Peter, one of the disciples, responds to Jesus by saying, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come out and walk on the water to you. Scripture says that Jesus invites Peter to join him on the water. Peter then gets out of the boat and starts walking on the water towards Jesus. And as Peter is walking on the water, he sees the wind, becomes frightened. And then the scripture says that he begins to sink. He cries out, Lord, save me. 
Scripture says immediately, I thank God. Don't you thank God that we serve that kind of God that when you ask him, he can immediately respond. The Bible says that Jesus reaches out his hand, catches Peter, and says to him, you of little faith, why did you doubt? The Bible says that when they climbed back into the boat, the winds died down. And then those who were in the boat worshiped the Lord and said, truly, you are the son of God. This story is often interpreted as a lesson in faith and trust in Jesus. Peter's ability to walk on water as long as he kept his focus on Jesus is seen as a metaphor for the power of faith. His fear and sinking illustrate how doubt can undermine faith. Jesus' immediate response to save Peter is also seen as a testament to God's grace and mercy in times of doubt and fear. But there's some things that I learned here from the text that I'd like to lay before us this morning, allow us to get home. Amen. What do we learn from the text? We learn that God wants us to have courageous faith. Amen. Peter heard Jesus give him permission to step out of the boat and do the impossible. He had a choice to make here at the church. He could stay in the boat with the fearful or have the courage to take Jesus at his word. And Peter found out that he could take Jesus at his word. And as a result of taking Jesus at his word, he's the only person in human history besides Jesus himself who got the privilege to walk on water without sinking. Hallelujah. So the question is, are you taking Jesus at his word? The hymnologist says, it's so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to take him at his word. Just to rest upon his promise. Just to know, thus saith the Lord. This means that we have to live by faith. The scripture says, in the book of Habakkuk chapter 2 and 4, the just shall live by faith. How many minutes of today have you lived? All of them. Well, if you've lived physically all of the minutes, that means that when the Bible says the just shall live by faith, that we should live by faith all day, every day. Because if we are, are alive, then we have to live by faith. The scripture says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of the things that you do not see. I don't know how you feel about it, church, but I've decided that this year is a year of courageous faith in God. This is the year that we take Jesus at his word. Why? Because faith is a gift from God. The scripture says that we are saved by grace through faith, and it is the gift of God. The Bible says in Romans 12 and 3 that faith is given to us, that faith is a gift from God. We're taking Jesus at his word. Why? Because we have to have faith in order to please God. The scripture says in Hebrews 11 and 6, without faith, it is impossible to please him. We're taking Jesus at his word. Why? Because God's supernatural provision is only accessed by faith. Amen. If I don't believe, I can't receive. But if I do believe, I will receive. 
So what is it you believe in God for? We have to access it by faith. Whatever it is, you express your faith to God and say, Lord, I believe even though I can't see it. Lord, I trust you. And the scripture says that we believe and receive. Child of God, the storehouse of God's provision for your life has to be accessed by faith. And the church said amen. Got to take Jesus at his word in order to receive the benefit of his word. Imagine if Peter decided to remain in the boat. After Jesus told him, come on out here and walk with me. Now that was a word of promise. That was a word of power. Jesus says, Peter, come on and walk with me. But what if Peter decided to stay in the boat? That means that even though God had given him a word, that word didn't mean anything for Peter because Peter did not respond to the word with corresponding action. The scripture says that faith without works is dead. That means that if God has told you something, that means that we have to respond to what God has told us. That means that if we have faith in God, then faith requires some form of corresponding action. The scripture says that there's the power of death and life in the tongue. That helps me to understand that the greatest response to God's word is obedience. That's faith right there. When you respond with obedience, you're responding by faith. Not only that, but when you respond by confessing God's word, you are responding by faith. You have to respond to God's word with some kind of corresponding action. If God says that he's going to bless you, then you have to say, Lord, I thank you for your blessing. Well, wait a minute. You hadn't received it. Yep, you just received it when you believed it. Well, it hadn't manifested in my life. Well, it's on the way. And while you're waiting, you got to have faith in God's word. Peter decided that if he told me to step out of the boat, then I got to get out and walk. And I'm here to tell somebody here this morning that God is calling you, that God is waiting on you to respond to what he has spoken to you in Jesus' name. That means it's time to get up and do something for the Lord. Amen, somebody. Let me run that by one more time. God has given you a word and you've been sitting down for too long. Help me find somebody and tell them it's time to get up and do something for God. Find somebody else and say, you've been seated for too long. God wants you to step up and step out and do something in his name. Give him praise this morning, church. Give God the glory. Hallelujah. Jesus said, take courage. This is me. In other words, you can do it. Have courage to step out on his word. Courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is attempting to accomplish the task in the face of fear. In other words, take a step because faith requires us to take a step for the Lord. Faith requires us to step out in Jesus' name. What are some things that keep us from stepping out? Fear? What are some other things that keep us from stepping out for God? Doubt? What are some things that keep us from stepping out? Voices? You know, Peter had his partners on the boat with him, those other disciples. Man, don't you step, don't you get out this boat. 
Uh, man, I, don't you step out of this boat. That's Jesus. That's a, that's a ghost. Jesus. I, Peter said, no, I'm going to step out. You've got to realize that we have to be careful for the voices of doubt and unbelief that will keep us from doing what God has called us to do. Amen. What are some other things that keep us from stepping out? Storms. The storms of life. Jesus does not condemn us for being afraid or for being startled by the storms. Notice Jesus simply asked Peter, why did you doubt? Jesus does not ask this to condemn Peter or with a condemning tone. But he, in other words, what I hear Jesus saying, man, you were doing good. Why did you doubt? Let us identify the source of your doubt so that next time you won't allow doubt to stop you. The question that Jesus rendered to Peter was for Peter to identify what caused him to sink and doubt God's word. It was not for the Lord to learn something about Peter, but it was for Peter to identify the source of his own doubt. And I can hear Peter saying in answer to Jesus' question, I can hear Jesus, Peter saying for us, I doubt it because I was amazed that this was happening to me. I can hear Peter saying, I doubt it because the others in the boat telling me to watch out for the waves. They meant well, but their concern for Peter awakened fear in his heart. I can hear Peter saying, I doubt it because I could feel and see and hear the strength of the wind and I thought I would drown. Then I can hear Jesus saying to Peter and to us, amazing things are on the horizon for you. So don't be shocked into disbelief when I perform a miracle in your life. I can hear Jesus saying to Peter and to us, people will always have something to say about your dream or about the impossible desires that's on the inside of you. But don't allow people to steal your faith. Is there anybody in the room who's just decided to take Jesus at his word? If Jesus saying, storms will always be a reality. You can't get around the storm. You can't get around the wind. You can't get around problems. He said, in this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Storms are reality, but I can hear Jesus helping us to remember that we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by feeling. We walk by faith and not by reports. We walk by faith and not by circumstances. We walk by faith and not by storms, but by faith we can move mountains. By faith, faith will calm you down in the midst of a storm. Faith can help you to see that God is able to do the impossible. Faith will help you to speak to a storm and see things come down right before your eyes. I've learned something else in the text, that if we keep our focus on Jesus, then all things are possible. Hallelujah, when we believe. Hallelujah. We must keep our eyes on Jesus. If you can see the Lord, I want you to know you're going to be all right.
If you can feel his presence, hallelujah, you know that God will make a way. If you can hear his voice, you have to believe that God will see you through. And remember what he said. Don't worry about the storm because as long as Jesus is with you, the storm won't take you out. As long as you understand you are not alone, everything will be all right. And this is a lesson about having supernatural, rather spiritual focus in life. We must keep our eyes on Jesus. Because what happens is when we keep our eyes on Jesus, we won't allow what's happening around us to rob us of a miracle. Amen. Give him praise right there. Give God praise. <laughs> Lastly, we learn from the text that faith in God's word will make you a walking miracle. I know I'm right about it here because it's a tough journey sometimes. It's a rough activity to climb and to try to obey God's word. But here it is, Peter, once the Lord had given him a word, the Bible made clear that he had to climb out of the boat. That means that he had to give some effort to obey what God had told him. And it's not always easy to walk through the crowd of doubters because the fact that he had to climb out of the boat means that he had some other boat rides that he had to go through in order to get to the water that Jesus told him to walk on. Trying to obey God's word in the midst of doubt and unbelief is not always easy. Not only that, but the very storm that he was afraid of, he was actually walking through it. But storms will always be with us. Walking through storms is not a walk in the park. But I want to encourage somebody here today, maybe somebody is going through a storm right now. I want to encourage you this morning to keep believing because God is able. Keep believing the Lord. And with every step on the journey, understand that every step is a miracle. And faith in God, church, will make you a walking miracle. You ought to encourage somebody right now. Let them know that regardless of how they feel, they are a walking miracle miracle. Go ahead and encourage somebody. You might have to get out of them chilly cold seats and walk over to somebody and tell them you are a walking miracle. If you can walk, you ought to get up and walk and tell somebody that you are a walking miracle. As a matter of fact, you ought to witness for me this morning and tell somebody your own testimony that I am a walking miracle. If you only knew everything that it took for me to take one step in life, you would help me give God the glory that I am a walking miracle. I thank God here today that all of us here have something to give God praise for because God has given us the strength to take another step. That means that we are walking miracles. And if we stay focused on Jesus, then all things are possible. I wish I could talk to Peter this morning because I would tell Peter, while you're walking, you should have just kept on talking. I mean, if you take one step, say, God is able to do anything but fail. 
and then take another step and say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And then take another step, say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Then take another step, say, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes on him should not perish but have everlasting life. Take another step and say, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to the power that is at work in you take another step and say the lord is my shepherd i shall not want he maketh me to lie down in green pastures he leads me beside the still waters he restores my soul is there anybody here that has learned to walk and talk at the same time hallelujah that if you just walk on with god God to give you strength. Is there anybody here that can look back over your life and say all things are working together for the good of them who love God and are called according to his purpose? Can you walk and talk this morning? Can you walk through the storm and speak God's word that the Lord is, hallelujah, high and lifted up. He is the strength of my life. Hallelujah. When the enemy came to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Is there anybody here that can walk and talk at the same time and realize that you are a walking miracle? Hallelujah. Give him praise this morning. Give God the glory. You got to be able to see that Jesus is walking with you. And that's how you that, that is how you become a walking miracle. Well, you can keep your faith in God, and regardless of hell and high water, have courageous faith. Whether courageous saints this morning willing to get out of the boat and say, I don't care what the devil says, I'm stepping out of the boat. I'm doing what God has called me to do. Hallelujah! It's going to take some courageous faith. But while we walk, we got to talk at the same time. And sometimes... If you just can't think of the scriptures, like all them scriptures I just said, you might just have to call his name. Oh, Peter should have said, Jesus, 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 Jesus. I'm on my way to you now. You've given me strength and power. I'm standing on your word. And if you stand on his word, he won't let you fall. Hallelujah. God is able. Give him praise, church. Give God glory. He's worthy to be praised. I said, give God your best praise this morning. Give him your best praise. He's worthy to be praised. And as we continue to walk on with God, we know that we can do the impossible. I didn't preach so hard until we got a, a miracle worker right here. A walking miracle right here. Come on, give God praise. Give God the glory. He's worthy to be praised. This year is our year of courageous faith. He's calling us to get out of the boat and walk for the Lord. And while we walk, proclaim his word and know that God is able to do anything but fail. He can turn it around. Do I have a witness here? I said he can turn it around. He can do anything but fail. But we got to know how to walk it out in Jesus' name. Join hands or try to connect with somebody that's near you now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that we are walking miracles. 
Lord, you called us to walk by faith and have courageous faith. This is our year of courageous growth. Thank you, Lord God, for the word helping us to understand that if we step out on your word, you won't let us down. I thank you and praise you for every member of the Mount Vernon Nation. We thank you that the best is yet to come. We receive it now. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Give him praise, church. Give him praise. There are things that God has spoken to you for you to do. Come down just a little bit. There are things that God has spoken to many of you to do. You've been afraid. But I declare in the name of Jesus, you will step out in Jesus' name. God has placed business and all kinds of things on the inside of you. You've been holding it for too long. God has given you a gift that you might use that gift for his glory. It's time to get up and step out and let God bless your life. Amen, amen, and amen. If you're here today and you're ready to make Mount Vernon your church home, you're ready to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, we extend an invitation to you now. The door of the church is open for you. If you're ready today to receive Christ as Savior, the door of the church is open for you. If you're ready today to make Mount Vernon your church home, the door is open for you now in Jesus' name. Why don't you come now, church? Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.